Hello everybody and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. Hey guys, I'm so excited to welcome you back to the podcast. Today we have a very exciting guest joining us today. So I'm just going to dive straight in and introduce KJ Richards to the podcast. Hey KJ, how are you doing? I am doing good. How about yourself? I am doing wonderful today and I'm so excited about having our conversation. So KJ, why don't you kick it off and just give yourself a bit of an introduction and let our, let our listeners know who you are and what it is you do. Of course. Well, again, my name is KJ. I am a growth mindset coach and a self-proclaimed self-love ambassador. So I say I stand on self-love anytime that I can promote it and talk about it. I am all for it. Um, I actually have an online coaching community called SHE, which stands for Seeing Herself Evolving. Um, It just pretty much focuses on being able to shift your mindset, especially after toxic relationships, to um, help you redefine what love is for you and to really start dating with intention, um, moving with intention. So it's not just about relationships and dating, but it's mostly about you because we want to see you evolve. So that's me. <laughs> I love that. I had a, I did check out um, seeing herself evolving and I think it's such an awesome like cause that you've put together and, and, and mission that you're on because it's so important, you know, that, that we can find self-love within ourselves. So then when we are looking for relationships, we are, you know, avoiding the more toxic ones and we've all fallen into those sorts of negative relationships yes. before as well. So I definitely want to have more of a chat about that with you today. But before we dive into that, how did you really become aligned with this like specific niche of coaching that you're doing? Oh, my goodness. Um, (laughs) The journey definitely was not one that I chose. Um, Like you said earlier, we kind of fall into this whole trap of toxic relationships. And mine was a total of six years. Um, So I can I can be candid with you, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. (laughs) So um, I ended up in a relationship and um, we dated for about four years. Um, We were engaged for about a year and a half and married for a total of 11 months. Mm -hmm. Um, During that time, I found out a lot of secrets uh, without giving too much away. Uh, I will just say that he was a massage therapist and he was pretty much using his uh, profession to kind of roam free, if you will. So um, there were a lot of secrets that were hidden throughout the relationship and it all just kind of came to a head. uh, I would say probably around month 10 in the marriage. Um, There were some suspicions and once confronted, I literally got attacked. Um, I got gray rocked. Um, (laughs) There was so many different things that happened in that time. And it was all like a whirlwind for me. I didn't know like what was going on. Like, how did I get here? And it was something, of course, that none of us ever really expect, but just kind of ignoring red flags, um, thinking of loving someone unconditionally more than you don't realize at the time, but loving yourself. 
um, all those things just started to really surface. And on the night that he decided to um, confess about his mistress was kind of when the light bulb went off for me. I was like, I cannot do this anymore. There's no way I'm going to continue on with trying to build on something. Um, so it just became this thing of me starting to choose me. And in doing so, you know, we went through the entire process, very ugly process of uh, the divorce beginning, um, a lot of words exchanged, a lot of um, financial, emotional, psychological abuse I went through during that time. And in my healing, I did therapy. Um, I had, you know, a huge support team around me of family and friends, but I also had to realize that I needed me to kind of get where I needed to be. So, you know, I I had prayer, I had, you know, a lot of different resources and tools, but I still felt alone. And in feeling alone, I realized I, you know, never really wanted, if I could help it, to have anyone else go through what I went through, um, just to be able to provide some sort of insight. Like, girl, this is my experience, take from it what you will. Um, and just, again, in that process, in my healing, it just became this thing of, well, how can you do that? Like, is that really something that you should do? Well, people even really care about your story. Like you're not the first one to go through a divorce. You're not the first one in a toxic relationship. Like nobody's going to care that self-doubt started sinking in. And I actually went to a summit uh, with, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Derek Jackson. No. He's like this huge relationship, like guru. Um, so in talking to him, I actually um, kind of rewind a little bit. I actually took a lot of the journaling that I did for my therapy and one of my dear friends and my therapist convinced me that I should turn it into a book. Um, they felt that that would be a great way to kind of share my story if I felt that it was something I really, really needed to do. Um, and I was so, so scared about doing that. Like, again, you know, who wants to hear my story? Like, this is literally just my feelings on paper. Nobody cares. And um, in going to that summit, fast tracking back, I, um, I was able to have a conversation with um, Derek Jackson, did not think in a million years I'd be up talking about what I went through in front of all these women, <laughs> but here I was, and I just kind of, you know, allowed myself to be vulnerable in that moment, and I didn't get the response that I expected, I don't know what I expected, maybe shock or okay, and next, but um I was told by him and another um, panelist on the platform, Stefan Speaks, who's also a relationship coach. They told me something that really, really stuck with me. They said, instead of, you know, kind of allowing things to sit in as fear, allow your pain to become your platform. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like that was the confirmation I needed there. <laughs> yeah. And that Yes. And that book, actually, Derek Jackson asked for a copy. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, no, you cannot read my book. <laughs> so he ended up getting a copy of it. And um, we were able to speak afterwards, take a ton of photos. And that was just the ammo that I needed to really get started. And it's just been such an interesting and joyous ride ever since. Wow. What a crazy <laughs> journey you have been on. And, you know, oh. <laughs> I... I mean, like, it's one thing for starters to 
um, have to leave a toxic relationship when you're dating. But when you're married, like when you're that deep into the commitment and then you have to like remove yourself, that takes a hell of a lot of strength. So congratulations. Like you should be so proud of being able to do that, you know, and and I think a lot of people really struggle with that. So it's really great that, you know, you can now come and share your story and inspire others and show them what is possible. And you mentioned that, you know, you had to overcome the self-doubt that you did have around sharing your story, but it's so powerful to now hear you using that, like you said, you letting your pain become your platform and, and using that to inspire and help other people. So I think it's awesome what you are doing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. So what I wanted to ask you then is how can we really start to identify when we are in those sorts of toxic relationships so then we can begin to like do what we need to to remove ourselves from them? Oh, I would say for sure, trust your intuition above everything else. You have to trust your gut. It's put there for a reason. I always say that it is a female superpower. It is like something that makes you like close to God. Um, So trust it when it's telling you something. And don't ignore the red flags. Again, like I said, that was something that I did a lot of. Um, there were things that I kind of saw and I'm just like, oh, you know, it's, it's nothing. But usually if you see it and there is any type of doubt, again, that's your intuition. Trust it. Um, I dealt with in the beginning of the relationship also a lot of love bombing. Um, I would say mine was uh, not your typical case because I dealt with a covert narcissist, but uh, he literally kind of took everything that he knew I wanted and made sure he like poured it out. Like everything that I wanted showered with gifts, um, you know, the, the letters and the flowers and all of this stuff, it just kind of won me over. And then boom, here we are, you know, six years later, like what is happening? So um, definitely just kind of be aware of the signs and above anything else, I would say to never allow yourself to lose sight of who you are in the relationship because once you do that I feel like it allows more room for error if you will um, because you start to focus more on the needs and the wants of that other person as opposed to what you need and what you want a relationship should be about compromise should be about sacrifice I dare wouldn't say 50 50 I always say 100 100 because you should both bring your all to the table so that would be my advice for sure Mm, I love that that last note that you mentioned about it shouldn't be 50 50 it should be 100 100 because if you're going in with 50 50 then you're going into a relationship looking for someone to complete you rather than going into that already sure about who you are and complete as who you are as an individual and I love how you mentioned Mm -hmm. intuition as well because you know, intuition is everything you know if your gut's telling you something then you've got to listen to that but I mean like yeah (laughs) and I mean like What would you say, though, for someone who is getting these sorts of feelings within themselves, their their intuition is telling them something, but then their toxic partner is telling them you're crazy, you know, and like coming up with all of these excuses to mask what, you know, really is going on. How would you suggest handling that and, and really staying true to what your gut is saying? I would say really look at your role in the relationship. A lot of times we aren't really in love. We're attached. We are attached to the things that we feel these people can do for us. We're attached to the things that we feel we lack, that we feel that they can provide. Again, kind of bringing that other 50 to the table that we feel we lack. Um, So just being able to recognize that above all, I think is very key. Like that's the foundation for 
all of it. Mm, that's so true. And yeah, like the love versus attachment thing. So I suppose then, you know, when it is love, it is when you're both coming in, as you said, 100% on each end, rather than the 50% and being attached to that other 50% that they're able to provide you. Yes. And I think a lot of times we have this notion that love is supposed to hurt. It's even a song, love hurts, love scar. Love should not hurt. Mm. <laughs> it should not hurt. It should be something beautiful that you can enjoy. You can look back on the journey and just be like, wow, like I'm so blessed. I'm so fortunate to be able to experience this. If there's ever a time that you're feeling hurt, that you are feeling that you're less than because of quote unquote love, it's time to reevaluate. Mm, that is so powerful. Thank you, KJ, for sharing that. Like, honestly, that is powerful. And I think that a lot of people as well, like we look at movies and we look at mm-hmm. all of these cinematic portrayals of love and they're like, oh, butterflies, I'm so nervous. Like I'm, I'm shaking in my knees. But like the reality of it is if you're truly aligned with someone and you have found your soulmate, that true connection, you shouldn't be nervous. You shouldn't feel all of those different feelings. It should just feel calm and right. Exactly. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I love this conversation. This is a fun conversation. (laughs) It's very different to what we usually chat about on the podcast, but it's, I think it's such an important conversation to have because so many people have been speaking to me recently about like, you know, how can I start attracting healthier relationships and all of that? So you've really aligned with the podcast at the perfect time. My audience is going to absolutely love you. (laughs) So you did mention earlier on that you are a self-love ambassador and and obviously in self-love falls, you know, self-worth. So how do you think that low self-worth can really impact the sort of relationships we are attracting or getting ourselves into? When it comes to self-worth, if it's low, think about it like this. You go to a department store and you see something on clearance. It may be something that you want. But at the same time, you may just get it because it's on clearance. Like, oh, I can't pass up this deal. It's the same thing with a relationship. If you don't value yourself, people are going to pay you what you or what you feel you're worth. If you feel like you're on the bargain bin, they're going to give you bargain bin attention. They're going to give you that type of worth. So it's so, so important to recognize your self-worth. It's so important to validate yourself. I actually just did a whole week long um, session on that. So we did a workshop on validation. Um, It's so important to love yourself, to love yourself the same way that you would expect someone to love you or the same love that you would give out. Radiate that inward so that it can shine outward. It's so, so important primarily to make sure that you are focused on you it's not selfish. It's a necessity. Mm, yeah, I love that. And because it is so common to see as well that, I mean, I both men and women, but I often see it most with women settling for a lot less than mm. how they deserve to be treated. And I guess like that kind of really comes down to those moments when we do forget our worth and we are just looking for, you know, someone to attach to, to provide us with like that thing. Like you settling. Exactly. (laughs) Settling, you know? And so I guess then how can we really overcome low self-worth and start to create those sort of mindset shifts, I guess, within ourselves so we can step into the relationships we do actually deserve? One of my favorite exercises to recommend for something like this, it seems super easy until you do it. Um, I love to tell women to stand in front of the mirror and you have to look yourself eye to eye because this is the person you're going to have to face for the rest of your life. 
Um, I say, if you want to take it up a notch to really start to own up to who you are, to really start to validate yourself, strip all the way down. Look at yourself in the mirror. And then I want you to stare yourself in the eye and say, I love you. And like I said, it seems like an easy task, but a lot of times when you say it, and I say, don't just say it once, um, say it at least 12, 20 times, as many times as you can. A lot of times some feelings start to, to come up with that, especially with you looking yourself in the eye. It's important to really start to focus on what feelings are coming up. What emotions are you feeling? What sensations? Where are these sensations coming up for you? Is it in the heart? Are you dwelling on childhood memories when you think about loving yourself? Like, what is it that's coming up for you? Because those things will start to help you realize what you really need to focus on to begin that healing process and to begin loving yourself more and do it over and over. Let the tears flow. If they start flowing, that's a sign of healing. Just do it until it feels good. So that's my advice for that. Like I said, it seems pretty easy, but once you're in the mirror doing it, for some people, it's a very difficult process. They have a hard time telling themselves that they love themselves. Mm. So we really have to just become quite self-aware of what are our biggest insecurities within ourselves or the biggest pain points for us so then we can identify them and then work on Mm. overcoming them. Yes, ma'am. And so I want to ask you a question as well, because obviously you have shared with us about how you were married and you had to remove yourself from the toxic relationship after being married. Did you find after you did remove yourself that there was any sort of regrets or doubts that would come into play? Oh, it was uh, emotions are a roller coaster. So there were several times that I remember laying on the couch, crying my eyes out like, oh, my gosh, like. I can't believe this marriage ended. Maybe we could have done a little bit more to make it work. On the opposite end of the spectrum, I had regret for even getting married in the first place. Like, why would you put yourself through this? Why did you even walk down the aisle with these signs coming up, you know, being able to see what you saw? And I think it's important to understand in the healing journey, it's going to be days like that. Every day is not going to be, okay, I'm one step closer to this destination. No. It's going to be a lot of ups and downs. It's going to be a lot of anger. It's going to be a lot of frustration. It'll be some very happy days and there'll be some very low days, but you have to be able to stay present in the moment and understand that you went through what you went through with what you knew at the time. That's all you could do. Don't beat yourself up over it. Understand that in healing, you also have to learn to forgive. And forgiveness is not so much for that other person they're probably sleeping fine at night, not worried about it. Forgiveness is more so for yourself. And that's also very difficult for people to do. Mm, Definitely. And I guess then for like anyone who has maybe removed themselves from a toxic relationship also, what's your advice for them in terms of working on kind of moving past that relationship and not slipping back into old ways or creeping back to these same sort of relationships, you know, because they're looking for someone external from themselves to fill that void that they've got within them? That's a very good question. Um, I feel like with any relationship ending, just like when you lose a loved one, that's a stage of grief that you have to go through. You have to go through the grieving process. And if you allow yourself access to the same person who hurt you, you are more susceptible to falling right back into that trap. It's very important to protect your peace. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say block on social media. 
block the number. Um, whatever ways you need to remove that person from your life, do that. Don't put them on mute, block them, <laughs> unfriend, whatever you need to do. Because if you're muting it, you're going to be, oh, I just want to see what he's doing. No, block it. Let it go. <laughs> so many people also- need to hear that. So many people <laughs> need to hear that. <laughs> and it's not even just about that person that you were in the relationship with. You may have a circle of friends that are um, the same and, you know, it, it may be an opportunity for him or her to come up in conversation or for you to cross paths again. Really weigh the pros and cons of keeping those people in your circle for that time. For me, what I did, we had a lot of mutual friends because we knew each other for so long. If I knew that there were any quote unquote loyalties that lied to him, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to love you from a distance because it was all about protecting my peace. If I'm having you come to me telling me things that he's doing or saying and it's going to disrupt and then I got to start this process all over. So no, thank you. So I removed people, social media, he was gone. His mom was blocked. When I tell you I like removed him, he couldn't even cash at me at this point if he tried to. <laughs> like, mm. There's no way to contact me. Um, so I think it's very, very important to do that. And also to make sure that you start creating healthy boundaries. Um, when you are vulnerable like that and someone else may come into the picture, you can fall right back into that trap because you have this, low sense of self-worth, you're vulnerable at the moment. There's so many different emotions. You haven't allowed yourself to heal. Start thinking about those boundaries that you need to create. Whatever emotions start to come up, that's a sign, a key indicator of what it is that you need to work on in your healing process. Start doing that and really focus on you so that when that time comes, you're not back in that same pattern. That's Mm. so key. I love how you said protect your own peace because that is so, so important. And by doing something as simple as blocking your ex, like that, that can make the biggest difference ever. Like I know for me personally, I've never really had like toxic relationships, but in terms Mm -hmm. of like the breakups I've experienced in the past, I would never be able to bring myself to block them. And like that really didn't help with the healing process, you know, like, and that was just looking. (laughs) Yeah, literally. And how can you move on if you're going to continually be doing that, like continually be feeding that part of yourself that is like wanting to creep back for more. So protect your peace, create those boundaries. And like, you know, blocking someone doesn't mean that, you know, if, if it was just a regular breakup, it doesn't mean you can't be friends down the track. It just means that for now you need to create distance and you need to respect each other's boundaries and give each other the space that you need to do your own healing on your own. Yes. Mm. And so I want to chat about your community, the seeing herself evolving community, because it provides (laughs) women with the guidance that they really do need, you know, to Mm -hmm. start um, healing themselves and, and healing themselves from any toxic relationships they might have had. And, and one thing I love about it is that, you know, it really starts to help people create and manifest the sort of life and relationships that they do desire. So can you give us some insight into how someone can actually start manifesting relationships and how you do this through your community as well? Um, well, when it comes to manifesting relationships, just like manifesting money, manifesting anything else in your life, you have to be one, super clear about what it is that you want. Two, make sure that you are aligned with what you want. Just because you want it doesn't mean you're ready for it. 
And then three, understand gratitude and releasing. So once you have kind of put all those things into play, be grateful for it as if it's already here and then learn to release. We have a tendency to want to control everything in our life. And there's no way that you can allow God or the universe or whatever it is you believe in to actually do its job if you're holding on to it. You got to let go. Mm, I <laughs> love there was one thing you just said there that I was like, oh, my gosh. Yes. Like so many people talk to me about manifestation in all different ways. Like we've spoken about manifesting money, success, like all of this on the podcast. But you just said just because you want it doesn't mean you are ready for it. And like that just clicked something in me. I'm like, that is so true. (laughs) So true. No, like, and I feel like people become so focused on, I really, really want this. Like, why isn't it Mm -hmm. happening? And so like, how do you think people will know when they are ready to receive whatever it is that they are trying to attract or manifest? I feel like, again, it comes down to intention and just really being connected with who you are. I honestly practice gratitude daily. I don't even care if it's just me being grateful that the remote works for the day. Gratitude is so, so important. And if you learn to celebrate and be thankful for the small things, those bigger things you'll be able to handle and you'll appreciate a lot more. You'll know when you're ready because when it comes to you, there'll be no sense of fear. Everything will be at peace. And you're like, okay, I got this. You can do this. (laughs) Mm. and so this morning as well see I was on a live stream on my Instagram and so I do like morning affirmations with uh, my Uh Instagram community and again like the alignment I'm just like I realized this when we were hopping (laughs) on our call today I'm like hang on my my group asked for me to do like relationship (laughs) manifestation affirmations this morning and then we're like here now talking about all this and one of the affirmations that I shared with them was I attract, I don't chase. So like, Ooh. what's your thoughts? Mm, yeah, see, because this was something my <laughs> friend, my, I went through a breakup maybe like, I think it's coming on to like six months ago now. And it was like, it wasn't a bad breakup or anything. It was actually the healthiest breakup I have ever had in my life. Um, but <laughs> one thing that, you know, I've been finding in when trying to date is that I put more energy in than what I receive back. And so my friend mm-hmm. said to me, you've got to stop like chasing and giving too much energy to people. Like you've got to just attract, you know, you've got to let who's meant for you come to you. So what's come your thoughts you. on that? Like the attracting, not chasing topic. I, I agree 110% with your friend. I have a friend who always say, never chase a man. Don't even chase your liquor. So like, <laughs> definitely make sure that whatever it is that you're wanting, again, you're ready for it and you're putting that out there to let the universe know you're ready for it. I agree Mm. wholeheartedly. I love that. And did you have any sort of like affirmations that are kind of like ones that have either really helped you in your journey or are very powerful ones that you think um, our listeners should, you know, take on board as well? Um, Well, when it comes down to affirmations, uh, I have so many that I have been posting uh, <laughs> this whole month. Um, I love, I am, that's it. I love to say that over and over because it affirms who you are. There's no one else on this earth like you. And the more you say it, I feel like the more you start to believe that you start to believe in yourself. So that one for me is super powerful. 
I also love listening to songs. Um, one that I absolutely love. I cannot remember her name for anything right now, but it's called um, I Am. <laughs> and she says, I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am rich. <laughs> yes. <laughs> one that went around on TikTok and everyone made like affirmations out of it. <laughs> I love that one. I think it's a whole mood. I love it. Mm, definitely. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And so KJ, the final thing that I wanted to ask you today is because this is the empower with M podcast, like what is one final piece of empowering advice that you'd love to leave all of our listeners with today? I would say, um, one surefire way of empowerment is really learning to invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of times, when even in like friendships, think about like a birthday when you're like, oh, I got to go above and beyond. I got to get flowers. I got to plan this reservation. I got to do all this stuff. And a lot of times we don't even put that same energy into ourselves. We start to expect other people to do things for us. And then we're disappointed when they don't. Mm -hmm. If we start investing in ourselves, there's no room for disappointment because you disappoint yourself, then we got to kind of go back to the drawing board. But when you make an investment in yourself, it's such a rewarding feeling, whether it's investing in a coach, <laughs> whether it's investing in um, making sure that you do yoga every morning, or if you're an invest, if you're investing quality time into your family, um, whatever it is that helps you start to really fill your cup, do that. Invest in yourself. Mm. And I think you had also asked me earlier too about my coaching community, I started rambling about something else. And I was like, I don't even think I mentioned it. <laughs> but um, we offer one-on-one, it's monthly one-on-one coaching sessions with me. Um, we also do bi-weekly group sessions. I think it's very important to not just mm -hmm. hear me all the time, um, to be able to talk to other people who have similar experiences or who may be in a different part of their journey that could use your support or use your encouragement. Um, I think that's so important. We also do a lot of master classes. There's a ton of resources, uh, workbooks. Um, I do a lot of live Q and A's with other coaches in other areas because I mean, healing and working on you is not just about the love aspect. You have other areas. Maybe you want to start a business, or mm -hmm. you know, there there's so many different other things that encompass us as women. We need to focus on. So again, a lot of different resources are available and. One of the things that I love the most about it is that you get what I call a soul sister. Um, so it's an accountability partner for you to kind of check in and again, just make sure you're staying on track and keep you motivated. And if you're in the same area, go grab a drink. So I think that's really important. I love that. And so then where can our listeners find you? You know, if they want to check you out on socials after this episode and, and learn more about you and your community. Okay, well, um, we have a Facebook group. So if you want to just kind of give it a test drive, it's seeing.herself.evolving, which is the same on um, Instagram. So it's the same name. And uh, where uh, the community is, is sheisme.mn.co. So um, yeah, you can find all the information there. I'm usually 100% responsive. So if there's any questions about anything, I'm like, always around to answer any questions you want to chat about something I'm here so amazing well KJ thank you so much for coming on the show today I'll pop all these links to all of your platforms in the show notes as well so it's easy for everyone to access but I have loved our conversation I think this was so Me awesome too. and 
<laughs> so insightful for everyone as well. So thank you for your time and I will talk to you more soon. Thank you. <laughs> so that's a wrap on today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast or know somebody who needs to hear this, then send this to them and share it to your stories, tagging me at empower.with.m.podcast. If you want more from the podcast, make sure you jump on over to the Empower community on Facebook. I have popped the link in the show notes of this episode, so I can't wait for you to join me there. But that's all from me for now, fam. It's time I love you and leave you. So until we hang again, remember you can break through any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.